of Dancing About Architecture. Welcome, friends. We've with your you. hosts, Scotty. And Joseph. That's right. Um, yeah, it's been a few weeks, Scotty. It has. You know? <clears throat> I think we've been trying too hard. You think so? I think, well, I think we... I feel like we haven't been trying at all. <laughs> well, I think it was like we're trying too hard to, to create a new episode or like find something that we didn't have before. Yeah. Basically giving ourselves excuses to not do anything. Right. Well, I, I mean, I think we've just both been pretty busy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's not always easy to schedule a, a, a solid hour to do this. And, um, yeah, and I think that we've just been uh, trying to figure out what this podcast really is. Yeah. You know? I mean, it started off as a pretty freeform thing. We've got some segments that we've worked out and... Uh, yeah, you know, when we started, we started with unfollowed, and that had a very specific format. Mm-hmm. And this one was a little more freeform. And I think we we were lo- sort of longing to give it a more specific theme. But I think that I think we're we're right to just go with it being the kind of Scotty and Joe show, yeah, where it doesn't really have much of a point. Right. We we sort of circled around back to where yeah, it's going to be semi planned. Yeah, semi-planned, semi-not-planned. Semi-funny. Yeah. It's like the Pareto principle of of podcasts. Yes. (laughs) 20% of the effort leads to 80% of the humor. (laughs) Right. Something like that. Absolutely. Oh, there's the first one. There's the first absolutely for you guys. Uh, If you're keeping track out there, we'd love for you to email us with your score of how many times Scotty says absolutely in eight episodes. Uh, if you can guess correctly, we'll send you a bag of jelly beans. Yes, good ones, too. Well, 20% of them will be licorice. Oh, that's that's cold. Yeah, I, I would appreciate that, but most people, as far as I can tell, won't. No, what I, I, not that I don't like black licorice, because I do. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like, like good and plenty black licorice. The fake kind. Yeah. yeah. When, I, when, I'm in the, when I'm in the jelly bean land, I want fruity. Yeah, all just all 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 fruity all the time. Yeah, as long as it's got sugar, I'll eat it. Um, but I do I do appreciate licorice, and you know I thought I I thought I really appreciated licorice until I went to Sweden. Oh really? Yeah. Um, so I I really like licorice, and I'm just one of those rare people who 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 likes the flavor of licorice. And mm-hmm. um, but I was uh, I was visiting Hannah in, in Sweden last year around this time. And we went to the movies, and um, at the movie theaters there, you, they have the, like bulk bins of candy, and you kind of just pick out the stuff that you want. And they had mostly normal stuff, but she picked out a couple of things that I hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. And she wanted me to try like her favorite, which is, uh, it's like she says she referred to it as like a salty black licorice. And I was like, well, yeah, it sounds pretty good. So we're, we're sitting there watching the movie, and she, she hands me this little treat. Salty black licorice, uh-huh. and uh, and I pop it in my mouth, and within about three seconds, I bleh, yeah. right back in my hand. Not because I didn't like it; it was just really unexpectedly salty. 
Yes. No, I know it. I, I know this shit. Um, because I had a I had Swedish nannies growing up. Oh right. And yeah. they had some weird Swedish shit. Yeah, they, I really wanted to was, like I, it. I didn't even haven't thought about that in fucking thirty years. Yeah. Twenty seven years. Yeah. I, I, and and like, I want to try it again because I want to like it. Mm-hmm. But it was just a surprise to me at the time. It was it was just like. The power of the salt and the licorice was right. just, it was just really strong. Yeah, I remember that like gro- grossing me out when I was a kid. Yeah, totally. I mean, at like eight years old, you know, your palate is just. I can't even imagine trying that at, at at eight years old. Yeah, you know, at at forty two years old, I couldn't handle it. So I can't imagine how eight year old Joe would have dealt with super salty licorice. Yeah, what I did like that Swedish was the pomegranate soup. Well, pomegranate soup. Yeah. Does that like have like the little pomegranate beads in the soup? No, it's or? like more like blended. Oh, yeah. see, that's one flavor that I just really have never been able to get down with is pomegranate. Other than actually eating a pomegranate, so I like eating pomegranate. I don't do it very often, and right, the time like, very few times I've had pomegranates, I like it. Yeah, but any pomegranate flavored drink or anything, oh, I just don't. It's too sour or something. I don't know. It's something about it. I just I'm, I don't like. Yeah, it's weird and gross. Like it almost has like a fermenty taste to it without being fermented. Which yeah, is just I can't quite I figure be. out. I can't quite put my finger on it. Or maybe it's just everything that's pomegranate flavored is gross. <laughs> it could be. Besides you know, pomegranate. Besides the pomegranate itself. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if there's anything else that's like oh, pussy. Yeah, pomegranate flavored pussy. No, no, no. Like pussy is one of those things that like, <laughs> if it was like if it was like a pussy flavored popsicle, uh huh, that's disgusting. Right, but if it's a pussy flavored pussy. Delicious. Delicious. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing how we, and we have this perception too, where you think about like, you know, we talk about the female body and how beautiful it is. Yeah. You know, but like, I think when it comes to genitalia, it's one area where I think men are superior. When it, you're talking like, like a dick yeah. versus a pussy. In terms of aesthetic? Yeah. Like a, a nice, hard dick. Yeah. It's like a, a well, well-formed one. It's yeah. a beautiful thing. So you're saying you like a nice hard dick? I do. I love a nice hard dick. Okay. I mean, like when it's on me. Oh right, right. Or I'm watching. It's porn. on you, like resting on your shoulder or no, your forehead. It's attached to me. Attached to you? Yeah. Okay. Like I like my own. Oh, dick. so you you like your own dick? I do. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, but yeah, like but I, that's but sort of a weird way to look at it, though. I mean, if you're <clears throat> if you're saying you're you're basically saying that dicks are better looking than pussies, mm-hmm. but you're really just saying that your own dick is better looking than pussies. Sure. Like, because like. If you had the option to look at, if you had like a mosaic laid out in front of you and somebody was like, I'm going to make you a mosaic for your room. I'm going to put a a mosaic of pussies that you can put up on your wall or a mosaic of dicks, which would you choose? I would choose a mosaic of dicks. You would? I would. Just like all kinds of varieties of dicks. Not like, not ugly ones though. Or just all the same, all your dick. A mosaic of just your own dick everywhere. This is now, I think, one of my, like, dreams. Like, you know, it's like, you, all those things, like, we have fuck you money. Yeah. You know, like, I'll do this. This is what you're going to do. Mosaic of, fuck of, you of money. pictures of my own dick. Of your own dick. Yeah. Okay. But, like, would you want a, a mosaic of all kinds of dicks? Like, I mean, like, I think, like, if it was, like, just nice-looking dicks. Like, not, like, the, mm-hmm. you know, not the outliers, like, the weird ones. Yeah. Well, what makes for a nice-looking dick? Um, <clears throat> I think, like, good proportions... 
Okay. Um, head, you know, head to shaft proportion. Head to shaft proportion. You know, yeah. pretty solid. Okay. Um, and then I think like a nice like the the shape of the helmet. Yeah. You know, not like a you know a slight taper. A slight taper toward the toward the tip. Uh huh. But like so like the crown has got a little bit of a, you know, a nice bell shape to it. Right. Yeah. You know. You can but appreciate like, that. Yeah. Not where it's it's dominant, but yeah. I mean, because like most pussies look like a flower that would bite you. <laughs> When yeah, you, when, you, when you think about it. Well, I mean, like you, you think about like horror movies and aliens and things. They they tend to look a little bit more like pussies than they, than dicks. Yeah, yeah. Like in uh, in Starship Troopers, you know, the scene where they like stick the thing into the uh, the 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 mother, the supreme mother the... bug's mouth. Yeah, and they like blur it out, right? Because it looks like a pussy. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, like exactly. you could you you can put pussies on Japanese. things. You know, think about it. Like if you have like a, you're gonna make a creature, uh-huh. and you just make its mouth a pussy. Yeah, you put got just, a scary put, mouth. Put fangs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You put you put fangs on a dick, and it just looks like a, a cute little vampire. Right. Yeah. Yeah. With, the, little, with a, oh, a helmet it's a little on. Vampire dick. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a little cape. Yeah. And it, it, this harkens back to our last episode. We were talking about the cuteness of. Uh, the quaintness, quaintness, of, <laughs> right? Or the potential quaintness of, yeah. of, of penises, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think at some point, I mean, unless you absolutely have just like a twelve-inch cock, right? Like, it's it's always going to be small relative to the pussy. It, it, how so small? Well, I mean, like, you know, I think that we have this sort of perception that you know, sexual or, or sexual nature, like the male, is sort of the dominant one. Mm-hmm. But like when you actually think about the mechanics of it, like the pussy is totally dominant. It over swallows the up the yeah, dick. Swallows it up. Right. You know, and like unless it's as big as a baby. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. it's it's not going to push the boundaries too much. Right. Yeah, I guess it depends on how you look at it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. Okay. This is a nice little segue. Yeah. Into. How do you live with yourself? Right, which is a which is a play on our our, our previous segment. Uh, how do you live like that? Yeah, yeah. But we came up with a, a couple of a couple of things since then that sort of fit in this umbrella category of how do you live with yourself? Yeah. Well, I think like how do you live like that is you know it's it touches on it, but this one's a little bit more pointed. It's like how yeah. do you live with yourself? Like if you do like we all do things, we all fuck up, we all make mistakes, right? Sure, yeah. But like intentional things that you do that are just fucking retarded. <laughs> yeah. You know, at the end of the day, how do you live with yourself? Right. Yeah. And, and you know, and uh, as a little bit of a disclaimer, I'm sure there's people out there that do these things and they're perfectly fine, but the, these tend to just be things that annoy us uh that um, obviously these people can live with themselves because they do it every day, but this is just our take on, on this. Uh, one of mine being, uh, people who Snapchat television. Right. Uh, and I'm not huge on Snapchat, but I check it out once in a while and I have a few friends and, and randoms that I follow. And the ones that annoy me the most are people who, who Snapchat themselves watching television or like a clip from a tv show or like hey check out what i'm doing i'm watching jimmy kimmel and it's like a a three or four minute clip of their tv in their living room or in their bedroom yeah i mean i i to some level i can i could understand it like if they're watching a game but even then 
or I mean, if you want to, if you're going to capture a very specific thing on TV, like if you have the timing down perfect on a joke that you really want to put out there, or a a play in a in a game that you really want to capture, but not this general, hey, look at me, I'm watching TV. Yeah, you know. Because sometimes when that happens, I'll be like, oh, what is it? What is it? And, and and I can't even tell what's going on. It's just like some half-assed segment of a show that, you know, like you, I couldn't even hear the whole line or get the punchline of the joke. It's just like, right. here, it's here's just a like, Snapchat of me watching it's TV. It's a Snapchat, and it's like their legs are like out in front of them. They've got a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch in their lap. There's usually a dog. Possibly a dog or a cat. Yeah. I feel like I feel like Snapchatting television is more of a cat person thing to do. Yeah. Well, the the person that I see do it all the time has dogs. This is oh. a, the particular person that made me think of this, um, because she Snapchats TV all the time. That's so weird. Yeah, and I feel like it, it, my my time's being like doubly wasted. Right. Double wasted. And now this person's wasting my time doubly by making me watch Snapchat of television. Right. Well, I think there's also, I don't know, at least for me, it's like this kind of falls into our, you know, un, unwritten rules of social media. <laughs> yeah. And it's like social media is supposed to make your life look awesome. Right. You know, you sh- you're showing off, I'm doing cool shit. Yeah. Or I'm doing something interesting. Well, maybe or maybe if you have fun. a really big TV. Maybe they're showing off the size sh- of their Showing television. off that they have a huge television. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Maybe. And I, and I would also understand it if it was a if it was a, a Snapchat of the really nice television with my penis on it. There we go. That right? Then I could appreciate it. That would cancel out any time wasting. Yeah. Oh God! Can you imagine though if you were Snapchatting? You're on Snapchat and like you know somebody's Snapchat thing is like this giant TV with your dick on it, <laughs> like in real time. Yeah. Oh. Right. Yeah. And and it took you like a few minutes to figure out. Right, until you like changed your rhythm. And you're... <laughs> like yeah. You're, yeah. You're or, stroking it and it's like, wait, is that... That's... <laughs> oh my God. That's that's me. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a really good take on it because what I was imagining was more like you're looking at the TV and it's dark and you're like, what is this view? It's like, it looks like it's under in a tent. Is this in a... No, it's like in... Wait, those look like jeans or... Uh, Oh, those are boxers. They look like my boxers. It's really dark. Oh wait, there's a penis. Wait, that's my penis. And then you just start freaking out, looking for the camera that's in your underwear. Right, man. Yeah, I think. I mean, could there be anything more terrifying than like seeing yourself on like like I I I still picture the jerking off thing because uh, sure yeah, but that's always a fear of anybody who jerks off near a camera. Right. You know, but yeah, like I always have that thought too. It's like sometimes it'll happen, like you know, maybe I'm mid session, mm-hmm. and then it's like we'll then you see get what's the text Snapchat. message from the FBI or the NSA guy, <laughs> right? But then all of a sudden you see, like, there's a camera angle like from the side, yeah. right? Yeah, and it's like on your dick, <laughs> on your hand, on your dick. Yeah, but there's no, there's nothing there, right? There's no camera, there's right. no wall, there's there's just air. So there's like a secret camera where somewhere. the camera should be. That would terrify me. Terror? Oh my god, be so scary. If at least if I could like pinpoint where the camera was, then I wouldn't be as scared because I knew I could do something about it. Yeah. But if it was like this omnipresent camera that was just floating in the middle of nowhere, watching. 
Yeah, like, and it, uh, yeah, especially jerking Stick off. Yeah. That was an episode of uh, Black Mirror. Black Mirror yeah. Did we talk about that? I don't think we talked about it in an episode. No, I think we, we talked about it at some point because I remember thinking about that. I mean, like, obviously they kind of embellished on things because it was a, a TV show, but I tried to imagine myself in that situation. You know, all, all this shit the kid had to go through because of this. Like, he yeah. was being blackmailed because they caught him on camera jerking off. And I just remember thinking, like, if it came down to that for me and I was going to be blackmailed for something really, like, I had to do some really terrible shit or they were going to post a video of me jerking off, mm -hmm. I would just be like, okay, just post just it. Post it. Post yeah. the video of Go me ahead. jerking off. Like, Get after it. And I would have no problem with that. Yeah. It sort of reminds me of uh, my dermatologist visit, actually, yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. So, were you jerking off in your dermatologist's office? <laughs> Not quite, but I was handling my penis for the dermatologist. Okay. Uh, which is which was kind of an interesting. Like the dermatologist was watching. Dermatologist was watching. So so I go to the dermatologist to get my moles checked out, and they okay. have to do a full body check, right? Mm -hmm. And the doctor told me this. Like some people are uncomfortable with this, but can I look at your privates? And I was and I was like, yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, I, I want to, I don't want to, like, die from melanoma from a mole on my dick or my or, balls. Or just lose your dick. Or something. I mean, yeah. like, if you're check a doctor it. and you're going to check out my dick, no problem whatsoever. Right. I have no shame with being naked no. or talking no. about anything that I do no. with a doctor. It's, like, 100% honesty. It's probably... I even made a pretty bad joke in the... Uh, to, <laughs> boy. During the, uh, during the session... So the, what he had me do was, well, first, like I said, he said, are you comfortable with me looking at your privates? And I was like, yeah, no problem. He, and I'm laying there on the bench, and, he, and he's like, okay, so pull your pants down. I'm like, all right. And he goes, okay, now grab the head of your penis. I'm like, all right. And he goes, okay, now pull it up towards yourself. Okay. Now point it down. Okay. Now point it to the left. All right. Now point it to the right. All right, so it was like a joystick, you know, you yeah. had to see every side of it. And then he had me do the same thing with my balls. And then when we were done with that, he was like, uh, he's like, everything looks great. And I was, and I was just sort of nervously just, just went, well, that's what I usually hear. <laughs> I don't know if he found it that funny. I don't know if he necessarily got the joke, but I just, I didn't push it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's one of those jokes. You just want to like leave mm -hmm. it there and. Yeah. And I just thought of this, the, the, this as a joke could have gone much better if I said, okay, so he told me to grab the head of my penis, and then he, he told me to pull it up, and then he told me to pull it down, and then he, and then he, t and then he told me to twist it, and then he told me to tie it in a knot. I could have really gone places with that one, but. Yeah, you could have. <laughs> yeah, next time. Um, yeah, how did we get there? That, that... That was Snapchatting television. Yeah. Yeah. Ended up talking, ended up being about me showing my penis to my dermatologist. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we started with our intro and I started, and we ended on me having a mosaic of, uh, we do end up talking about, we talk about our dicks a lot, our dicks and other dicks. And yeah, you know, and the funny thing is, is that like Joe and I hang out all the time. Well, not all the time, yeah, but pretty like, often, but fairly often, several times a week. Sure. And we almost never talk about our dicks. 
Unless we're being recorded. Right. Yeah. And it's like, oh, turn the microphone on. Let's talk about our own penises. Yeah, there's got to be some sort of psychology behind that. It must be that we're sharing a microphone. Maybe it's because there's a big dick right between us. Yeah. It's, just, it's there's one. There's just something about it that makes us want to talk about dicks. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, right. maybe it's like a, a nervous thing. You know? Like, we're on the spot right now, having to talk into a microphone. When I get a little nervous, I tend to talk about poop and dicks and stuff. Okay. You know? You know, it's either dicks or diarrhea. So, like, first date, this is your, this is first where you date, like to go with it? Oh, almost always. Right away. Almost always. Yeah. Yeah. When I was younger, I definitely would do, and this is, I mean, and I mean younger, like, probably... Like three? No, no. I mean, like, I don't know, maybe 30 and before. 30 and before? You know, mm-hmm. I would say, like, on a first date scenario, Okay. I would almost always try to find a way to imply that I had a large penis. Really? Yeah. Oh, was that an insecurity thing? I think it was um, more of a just trying to impress him. Like, really? without, like, I, it was one of those things, like, it wasn't like I would just come out and, you know, like it was an intention. Yeah. It was just something that I would start to talk about. Would it be like jokingly I'd, or? Maybe. Yeah. I, you know, so you try to bring it up casually, but it's like, it wasn't the thing I was like, all right. Yeah. At some point, I want to bring up. The fact that I that I have a big dick, sort of subconsciously or consciously, it was like, it was like an unconscious thing, right? Of like I'm going to try to impress the girl by talking about by how talking large about, my dick is. but just like, yeah, but not you know making it intentional. But it was one of those things like it inside, right? You know, that, that little the little man inside that's like watching and judging everything that's coming out of your mouth, the penis on your shoulder, the the that dude would be like. Shoulder, shoulder penis. penis. Like, oh my god. Oh my god. You're such a fucking douchebag right now. <laughs> and it just couldn't, you know, and you yeah. can't stop it. It's like the toothpaste is out of the tube and. You can't get it back in. Yeah. Once no. You might as well just start talking about it. You might as well just pull it out. Right. So that's one of the things that I think about when people like to, when, when people talk about how big their dick is. In whatever context it is, the thing about that is you can. Tell somebody how big your dick is, or explain how big it is, or whatever, refer to how big it is in any way. Nobody will ever know unless you actually show them. Right. Right? So you could talk all day long about the size of your dick. Right. And they're never going to know if you have a big dick or not, but they will 100% know that you are a douchebag. Yeah, that's true. I remember I had a friend once who used to talk about how big his dick was all the time. And I have a friend that does that now. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, well, so the the thing that I always thought when he would do it was I'm pretty sure that he's making that up because he knows that I'm never going to ask to see it. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm pretty sure he was kind of homophobic, too. Yeah. You know, so I... I, I I probably should have called him out on it and made him show me, but like I, I just wasn't going to do that. But like, I, I just always had this feeling in the back of my mind that he was purposefully talking about the size of his dick because he knew that me and our other friends in that circle were never going to actually call him on it or be in an opportunity to see it. Yeah. You know? Or even if someday we were, we had probably had long forgotten that he had talked about how big his dick was. Right. Well, yeah, and like the thing I've known is like, in my, you know, in the younger drinking days when, like, we would talk about 
you know, like you sort of just make jokes or insult, you know, like, oh, you know, I have a big dick, you, you have a tiny dick kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, my friends that had like the fucking real just hangers. Yeah. Um, they're, they'd whip it out when you're drinking. Right. You know, just talking, I mean, they would just be like, yeah, whatever. And like, yeah, I mean, that's like, coil it on the table. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Right. If you, if you have a big dick, you just show it. Right. Talk about it. Exactly. And, but I did, you know, it's, it reminds me of, uh, I had a a guy that I worked with. Yeah. Um, who was telling me, and this is, you know, we were probably 19 or 20 at the time. I think he was like 22 and I, he was the older one. Right. And, um, he was talking about a guy that he knew, you know, it was, an, it was an older dude that had the, like, you know, like a older dude in his 40s or 50s mm-hmm. who said that, like, he, when he was younger, his strategy would be he would tell women how small his penis was and that he was, like, really embarrassed about it. Yeah. And, like, he'd be at a party and he'd be, like, talking about this. And then they'd be like, well, okay, well, let, let me see it. <laughs> and then he'd take it out and, like, it wasn't small. <laughs> yeah. And then you already got your dick out. Yeah. And then they'd be like, well, that's not a bad looking dick. Like, yeah. and then that was like, that quite, was his big move. Quite the strategy. Was that he would, he would downplay it the so much. A little reverse psychology. When he whipped out his normal dick, they're like, oh, that's normal. And like, it's kind of nice. And, yeah. And, and Let's like see his, how it tastes. Yeah. Like his whole thing was like, you know, the, 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 the thing from uh, the Adam Sandler movie where he's like, you know, uh, breaking the ice is half the battle. Mm-hmm. You know, his thing was like getting your dick out. Getting your dick out of is your half pants the battle. is half the battle. Like once the dick's out, yeah, you know, you're you're halfway there. Yeah, I suppose so. Well, because especially like in in these in these tribulous times that we live in, mm. it's a very interesting strategy. Tribulous. Yeah, tribulous. Okay. Yeah, I've never heard like that. Trials one. and tribulations. Oh, tr- I didn't realize that you could say tribulous. I like it. I like it. I it made me think of like Star Trek or something, though. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. a little, it's it's a little uh, nebulous, yeah. if you will. <laughs> nebulous, tribulous. Um, in these in these complicated, let's say complicated, tribulous. You know, a strategy where you're getting a girl, where where where, where the the woman in the situation is asking to see your dick. Right. Yeah. Smart move. Well, I've been in situations like that where I didn't really want. To show my dick too, yeah, you know, like so. It's a, it, it could go one way or the other. Yeah, I think most of the times that I've had somebody ask to see my dick, where it was a situation where I did not want to show them my dick. Right, like oh man, I had one um, where I was playing uh, playing pool late night, like after party, super rich guy's house. Mm. He's got like this giant sort of like wing of his house that's just for like partying. He's got pool tables and giant TVs and all just kinds the, of shit. the wing for showing dicks. Yep. And uh, I'm playing pool with these two girls, and I've been flirting with them all, you know, all night. This is three or four o'clock in the morning at this point. We're also doing a, a, a lot of coke. Yeah. And so um, we decided to make a bet. We're playing pool that like the loser has to get naked. Okay. And like, I didn't think there was any way in hell I was going to lose to these girls. Right. Because it was definitely not in a place where I wanted to whip it out. Yeah. I mean, I'd been doing coke all night, like. <laughs> Hadn't had any really rubbing on, flirting. I mean, you know, there was yeah a minimal amount of blood in my penis at this right. time, like yeah. where it's just like sure, you know, not not a not a happy place. Yeah, um, and I lost. 
Of course. You and did. Of uh, course you did. and I had to get naked. Yeah. Did you do like one of those kind of like you had to rub it a, a whole bunch while you were taking your pants off and try to like maybe stimulate it a little bit? Yeah, there was just there wasn't a lot of hope. There wasn't really wasn't, time for yeah, that. Yeah, there wasn't time for it and it was like <laughs> it was one of those things where I was just like I got down to my boxer briefs. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Right. Just don't be a pussy. Sure. It was like you Sometimes know, you just got to say this isn't going to be a grand reveal. So like, don't build it up. Yeah. But just do it. Just sure. Then it's like, you got naked. You did it fearlessly. Did you have to do anything immediately after getting naked or did you just have to stand there and be inspected? Um, well, what happened was, is actually the, the you know, pure mer- mer- mercy of the situation was like the, the, one of the girls that I've been flirting with, it was like demanding that I get naked. Sure. Was I got naked. Yeah. And then I just kind of like. She just kind of came up to me and like I put my arms around her and she like reached down and started rubbing for me. Oh, like she kind of just grabbed. Maybe she, maybe and, she knew. Yeah. And we started playing a little bit, but okay. like there's still like a room full of people, so like we didn't go very far. But like right. she was, she took. She it, covered for she you. She covered for me. Literally, she covered for me. That's a good girl. God bless her. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I mean, yeah. Again, I wasn't proud of that. Um, <laughs> uh, didn't end up getting laid. Well, you know, no doesn't, surprise doesn't there. Have to always end up that way. Yeah, but still. But at least yeah. you got to show your dick, or at least you got to look at your own dick, which, yeah. you, which you, which is something that you like. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, speaking of how do you live with yourself? <laughs> <laughs> um, our next one is uh, people who make open statements to celebrities on Facebook. Oh yes. This one is, I, I would say. It's a tempting thing Celebrities, to do. politicians. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone. I mean, I don't necessarily mind open statements on Facebook. I really kind of well, like those. I mean, direct, yeah, directed at somebody who you know is not going to read it or reply to you. Yes. Directing it to somebody, like, surely, like the, you know, dear so-and-so. Yeah. Or, like, my favorite is the Mr. Somebody. Oh, yeah, when they make it formal. Yes, where it's, like, formal. And it's not some... It's somebody that's, like, it's a full-name celebrity. Yes. You know, where they just use the last name. Right. And um, and then they go off on this, you know, this diatribe. This, yeah. You know, a rant that uh-huh. is, is... It's like, what's the point of that? <laughs> you know, like, you're, 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 you're saying it to them. They're never going to hear it. No. They don't really give a shit. And even if they did hear it, they probably wouldn't care because they probably get people saying stuff like that directly to them anyway right so you're just one more person adding to that yeah yeah i I think that it can be done it can be done well if it's done with a sense of humor yes if it's very obvious that you're saying this and you know that this person is never going to see it or reply so you make a joke out of it right but the ones that I've seen that kind of annoy me are the ones that are like an insult to yes. their character or asking a question as to why would you make this that movie or that decision or, you know, something that's like it's 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 a serious question or statement. Right. Like as when opposed it's opposed to just a joke you know, about the Star Wars movies. And it's like right. Mr. Abrams. Yes. Blah, 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 blah. Like, rant, like, rant, rant, rant. Yeah, and it's like rant, snark, 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 snark. It's the, it's the exceptionally, to me, it's like the, the especially snarky ones. Yeah. That do really get on my nerves. I mean, you might as well just write 
an opinion piece on the movie or something. There you go. You know? And just instead of directing it to Dear Mr. Abrams, just say, here's what I think about this movie. Right. And Is, then just describe that. Yeah. like, But I think that there's there's a vulnerability in that. Right. But like when you're doing like a snarky comment, mm-hmm. it's like that person that, you know, that you're... You're puffing your chest up. Yeah. You're talking all this shit. But like if you saw the person, like you <laughs> met J.J. Abrams, right. you're never going to say that to his face. No. You, you would never say anything that snarky to anyone's face. No. You know what I'd like to do? I think this would be a good opportunity for a business plan. Uh, to find those open letters to celebrities or politicians or whoever it is, gather them, offer a service. Maybe it's... A direct service or maybe it's sort of a behind the you know behind the scenes service i think i'd appreciate it more as a behind the scenes service <coughs> excuse me take take that that rant take that open letter and actually bring it to the celebrity mm-hmm. arrange f- for a meeting with the celebrity or their agent or something bring that letter to them read it to them and have them reply and then bring it back to that person oh yeah right yeah how amazing would that be? Because this person would never expect that, and that's the reason they wrote it in the first place. But actually, or maybe like so, it could be a, a, a service that is, that is offered, or even just as a, a a personal favor. You take it, you write it in letter form, and you get the address of the celebrity, and you mail it to them, or you make sure they get it somehow, yeah. and ask them for a reply. Maybe maybe you provide a little side note and saying, "Hey, my friend wrote this, and I really want to play a joke on him or something." And you get you get that person to respond, and then you hand deliver it to them, or you send it to them. I think that would be a great service. That would be. Do you It'd think that they would fun. ever write one of those again? Um, I in today's world, absolutely. Yeah, I think. You get in touch with J.J. Abrams and you deliver this message that somebody has written on social media. You discuss it with them. You tell them the circumstances. They devise a reply and they put it to paper and then you Yeah, like a serious, it. like well thought out, you know, reply treating their... Yeah, not not just like a rant is... back, but like actually taking the, the the statement seriously and replying to it. Yeah, yeah, those could be good. Those would be great. Yeah, I think those would be really really enjoyable. Yeah, um, maybe we'll start another podcast where we do that. Once we get once once we get big and famous, we'll actually have these celebrities on and we'll do that. Yeah, because it's kind of like it, it, it's, <laughs> is it the Jimmy Kimmel show where they do the celebrities read mean tweets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Themselves? It'd be a similar type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, but this one's more you know, sort of bridging the gap, if you will. Right. You know, because it's like, if you wrote a mean tweet about a celebrity and they read it on the Kimmel show, like, you're stoked. Yeah. Right? Like, that's just, I mean... That, right, yeah. That, everybody you, wins. You couldn't have a higher uh, or, a, or a better result. Yeah, everybody wins in that situation. But, like, having them, like, really, you know, write a thought, well thought out, yeah. considerate response... Would hopefully <clears throat> maybe make the person just feel like a real piece of shit. Well, even if they took the, the the mean tweets thing one step further, that would turn it into a whole different thing. Yeah. Because there is that there is there's that sense of anonymity to it that makes it funny. But if like those celebrities read the tweet and then said and then saw who wrote it and then had a few things to say about it in return that would change things, right? As opposed to just reading the tweet and like moving on to the next one. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, because that I mean that just kind of lets a troll be a troll. It does. Um, okay, and then we have uh, one more. How do you live with yourself? Yeah, and that and this one is is dedicated to people who wish other people happy anniversary. Yes. Hey, now, Joe, this is a this is a cordial, polite thing to do. I suppose right? so. Um, you know, when it's somebody's like, you know, Facebook tells you it's somebody's anniversary. Yeah, but nobody tell nobody tells Facebook doesn't tell me it's anybody's anniversary, doesn't it? No. No. No, no I don't know. Or when people announce pe their anniversary. Or pe people some people announce it, but uh, I don't really know when anybody's anniversary is. Your anniversary is private between you and that other person, mm -hmm. and it's meant to be celebrated between you and that other person. Absolutely, it's none of anybody else's business, right? Unless, unless, it's like a fiftieth anniversary. That is the case, you know. If it's like a really long time, like your grandparents' fiftieth anniversary or something like that, I would be okay with that. But. I see friends wishing each other happy anniversary on their one, two, three, ten-year marriage anniversary, relationship anniversary, anniversary of working at a job or whatever. You know, even LinkedIn now has this built-in service where where you can wish somebody a happy work anniversary, work anniversary, work anniversary, and I think that's fucking stupid too. It's it is stupid because I think there's like. With a birthday, usually like you know, hey, sure. hey, hey, man, happy birthday. Yeah, you know, it's like celebrate the fact that you're alive. Sure, right? Yeah, but like, if somebody's married, or yeah. they're in a job, or they're in something that they've been doing for long enough to where it's starting to rack up some years. Yeah, it's like it either is a happy anniversary mm -hmm. or it's not. Right, and usually it, whatever the anniversary, the anniversary implies a relationship, right, with the job or the other person. Mm -hmm. And the rewards should come intrinsically yes. between those two people or the job and the person. Mm -hmm. And anybody outside, there should be no extrinsic congratulation for an anniversary. Well, I think maybe a congratulations. If somebody's like, hey, it's my 10th anniversary with my wife. If they announce it. I couldn't be happier right. being with this person for 10 years. If it's years. a big announcement, yeah. then... Hey, congrats. Congrats. You know, you made a good choice 10 right. years ago, and you've honored that decision quite well, and it's worked out for you. Right. Congratulations. Yeah. But not happy. Yeah. You don't, it, it just doesn't make any sense, because if, no. if it is happy, they don't need you to tell them. Right. And if it's not happy, then telling them happy anniversary is just like This is rubbing salt it in. in. Yeah, then, yeah. It, then it's sarcastic. Right. Without even realizing it might be sarcastic. It, it is. Yeah. And I feel like I've had this view my whole life, and I've actually at times felt a little bit bad about it because I never really even wished my parents happy anniversary, mm -hmm. and they used to get kind of bummed out with me when I wouldn't, I would like forget when their anniversary is or not right. buy them a card, and I just always felt a little salty about it, and and maybe that's just me, maybe I'm an asshole. Well, I think that's part of it, but <laughs> probably, but that's okay. Yeah, um, I just think that there's. I don't know. There's some things that where it's like you're you're not a part of this situation, right? And that's and that's that's where my logic comes from is is that it's not my deal. It's your deal. Yeah. You guys and I have nothing against your anniversary. Whoop it up. Have a great time. All the best to you. But like, it's not my problem. Exactly. 
Well, I mean, that's the way I felt. Like, I mean, you know, you're preaching the choir here. I'm a, I'm a guy that got married with no one else around but my wife. Right. Like, that's how I felt about that. And right. It's like... You know, and, and I'm not... I, and no offense, but I'm probably not going to remember when you got married. And, like, in a year or two or three or four, I'm not going to wish you a happy anniversary. And I won't care. Right. Like, it won't bother me one bit. I mean, yeah, and it, and it won't be because I don't like you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, and I'm terrible with birthdays. I mean, like, anniversaries are just way out there. I mean, yeah, there's I mean, probably... Like, it's only Facebook that reminds me of people. I mean, birthdays. there's, like, five people on Earth whose birthdays I remember when it's their birthday. Right, yeah. And then it's a handful. That, and that's all you should remember yeah, is a like, handful. Like, I know my mom's birthday. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you something else, something else I know about my mom's birthday. Is the time of year when I don't pay very close of attention to what the date is. Oh, yeah? For whatever reason. It's September 9th. Okay. So it's 9-9. Yeah. And just for whatever reason... That's easy like to that, remember. It's easy to remember. Like, I, I don't forget when my mom's birthday is. Yeah. But what I do forget is to wish my mom a happy birthday <laughs> on the day of her birthday. So you just do it somewhere generally around there? Oh, no. It, it usually goes worse than that. Like, <laughs> um, this year I remembered... Yeah. Um, I made a really big point. I think I set a reminder on my phone. Oh, okay. Because the year before that, I called her the day after her birthday. Yeah. Um, to inform her that I wasn't taking my flight all the way to San Diego. Oh, because you were coming to San Francisco. That I was going to yeah, get off just... on my connection, connecting flight and, and move the to The day San after her birthday, after you didn't wish her a happy birthday. Exactly. Ooh. And she was supposed to pick me up from the airport like that night. Oh. Yeah. I'm an awesome child. That's, yeah. Well, you know, uh, I think that some of that comes from, uh, if, if you if you had a father to remind you of that kind of thing. Yeah? Because my, mo- my mom reminds me about my dad's birthday, and my oh, dad yeah. reminds me about my mom's birthday. Yeah. Don't forget it's your mom's birthday. Right. Don't forget it's your dad's birthday. So, you know, you, you can't really be to blame too much for that, because you don't have anybody to remind you. It's true. I mean, I do have people to remind me, but it's like... Not their job to remind me. Right. So every once in a while, somebody will. Because it's a well-known thing that I, like, forget my mom's birthday all the time. Right. It's almost become a running joke. Yeah. Even though it's, it's not it's funny not, at all. It's, yeah, it's not funny at all. It's, like, it's sort of just one of those running, like, yeah. jab. It's a running jab. <laughs> yeah, it's not you good. Know, it's a joust. Maybe that's something that could be incorporated into the mom box. Oh, a bunch, of, a bunch, a bunch of, of birthday cards. Birthday cards that aren't filled out. Or that are filled out. And <laughs> that you just never sent. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, you, Ooh, bonus. you don't know how she would take that, right? Was it, it, It's like, because she, she could take it really well and go, oh, he actually did remember all my birthdays. He just forgot to send the cards. Right. <laughs> or just didn't. Or. For whatever reason. Or like, yeah, or it could really sting and it'd be like, oh, he did always remember my birthday, but he chose not to wish me a happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird thing. Yeah. That, yeah, that's well, because I was saying there was the, you know, we wanted to. My, I think my last mom box item was something that, yeah, it was a, it was a copy of Oh the Place You'll Go that she gave me when I like went to graduate when I graduated high school or whatever. Right. Something sentimental that I kept just yeah. so that it would it would for oh, that, sure that, be me. Yeah, that was that was the uh, the signifier of of it being your. Uh, of it being a true mom box yes and, uh, it was actually yours and wasn't made by somebody else as a counterfeit to just yeah. make me look like a dick it's like no no, no 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 this is actually me mom yeah yeah actually me showing what an asshole i am oh, not yeah. an asshole really it's more of like a sick fuck yeah genuine dickhead so scotty you, you were just talking about uh, marriage and anniversaries so so speaking of which i i think that uh, 
I'd like to hear you talk a little bit about your wife. Um, do you have any uh, any good stories about your wife uh, sleep talking? You know, Joseph, as a matter of fact, I do. Really? Yes. This is one of the great pleasures of <coughs> my life at this point. Um, you know, it, and not not to not to downplay any of the other pleasures. Like my wife is a wonderful woman. I mean, we're newly married, so of course, like mm-hmm. you know, she's just the greatest thing on earth to me. Of course, at this point in time. yeah. And um, she's sweet, and she's wonderful, and uh, she's really cool and funny, and all these wonderful things. But I mean, I would hope so if you married her. Her subconscious is highly entertaining as well, right? Because she has a thing where she sleep talks, and like sometimes she just mumbles. Um, but then like, sometimes it's like full sentences, like where she's like, you know, seemingly awake and talking, but like, there's nobody steering, you know, she's got that sort of vacant eye thing going on and no recollection of, of having said, and there is no recollection of these when they happen. Right. Um, which I'm surprised, like she doesn't kind of snap out of it when I laughed really hard, but my favorite one, um, just happened recently and we, uh, it was, I came home late from ski ball and. Um, she wakes up really early for work, so typically, you know, it's like eight thirty, nine o'clock, you know, 10 o'clock, like, yeah. bedtime. She's she's cashed out. I mean, if we're watching TV on the couch and she's cuddled up to me, yeah. it's like 15 minutes, she's out. Right. Um, you know, any time after 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So, I come home at midnight fully expecting her to be, you know, just zonked out, dark house, the whole thing. Um and uh, so I come home, and I can hear uh, Archer on her laptop. Yeah. And so I walk into the bedroom, and she's, she's like, kind of, like, got some pillows propped up, so her head's against the wall. Mm-hmm. And her hand's kind of, like, resting, you know, like, underneath her chin. Yeah. And she's just, like, so sweet. Adorable. Adorable sleeping, just lit up by the screen. Right. You know, so it's a little, she's looking a little magical. Did you take a photo of her? Too? I did. I did yeah. take a picture. Because she looked so pretty. I was, like, just so cute and peaceful. Yeah, it's like, oh, you know, just take a picture, yeah, and um, show it to her later to embarrass her, because you know it's like people hate it when you take a picture. Like, oh, you're so cute when you're sleeping. Look at you. I've got a few pictures of Hannah sleeping. Yeah, it's and it's kind of a creepy thing to do. I like doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, Um, extra. So I took a picture, and then I was like, you know, I just came up and I was like, hey, babe, and I like, you know, went to give her a kiss, Mm -hmm. and she does have a thing. Like when I wake her up, like it's like. She'll just like, you know, if I'm being like sweet, like leaning in for a kiss, like she will kiss me hard, like just suddenly when she wakes up, which is really wonderful. But it's a little bizarre. Yeah. So she does that, kisses me, and then like pulls away and looks at me, but like doesn't look at me, like where it's like she's she's, she's looking, looking through, through me. you. Yeah, she's yeah. looking through me, and she's like perfect timing, and then she kisses me real hard again, and then pulls away. And goes, you can spit in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Perfect timing. <laughs> you can spit in my mouth. Yeah. I'd and like then to say. kind of just goes back to sleep. <laughs> and like, I'm like standing, leaning over the bed, just like, <laughs> what the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> Where did that come from? Where did that come from? And then I like, it sort of processed as I'm like brushing my teeth and I'm just like, what like, was she having like a fucked up orgy dream where it was like everything else was covered? Yeah. And I'm there, like the hero, you know, come marching in. Perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, perfect timing. I've, I've, everything else has happened, but nobody's spit in my mouth nobody's yet. Nobody's spit in my mouth yet. You got here just in time 
<laughs> to spit in my mouth. That's a good one. Yeah. No, that was a good one. And then uh, she had another one recently. Uh, this was like a couple nights ago where um, she had crashed. Like we'd fallen asleep. She'd fallen asleep on the couch. And then I got up to like brush my teeth and stuff. And she just went straight to bed. Yeah. And um, so then I crawled into bed and she was just zonked out. And like, um, so she didn't even like, you know, kind of wake up and cuddle. She just kind of like rolled over. Right. And I was like, all right, like, good night, babe. And um, she shushes me. Shh. And then proceeds to do a cute little shush song. Yeah. Where she's like, shh, shh, And I'm just like, it, like, it goes on just long enough to where I'm like, oh, we're, we're in sleep talking zone. And then she goes, shh. Shut your asshole. I love that song. <laughs> the, 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 the shut your asshole song. And yeah. I mean, like, it's just like these things happen and she's asleep. Yeah. So it's like, I'm like laughing, like losing my mind. Like, this is so hilarious. Yeah. But like, she has no idea. And so, yeah. So my thing is now is I just take notes when she does that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, because I don't want to miss out on it. She did one last right. night that was like just a little bit funny, and I, I was like, I'll remember. The other reason you should take notes is because there could potentially be an ongoing narrative here, right? Yeah. So like maybe a year or two from now, you put all the puzzle pieces together, and there's a story revealed where there's spitting in the mouth and shutting of the asshole. You know, maybe maybe shut your asshole because then you can't spit in it, or or. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Who knows where it could go. Yeah, no. I mean, again, like, I can't reiterate how, like, sweet and wonderful <coughs> my wife is, but she has the most, like, delightful dark side. Yeah, it's, it's a little warped, it but is. in a cute way. In a, well, because she's just, she's so, like, perfectly girly with her, like, her voice is very sweet, and it's very, you know, and mm -hmm. she's kind of cherubic face, you know, yeah. she's got that, like, round face, a little cute little nose kind of thing going on. And you really like the way her penis looks, too, right? She's got a great dick. Yeah. Yeah. It's magnificent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Second best dick in the family. <laughs> um, so, anyways, uh, let's see. What else do we got here? Well, talking... Well, since we're on the subject of sleeping... Mm. Oh, yes. I wanted to tell you about a dream I had um, the other day, which I thought was kind of cool and interesting. Uh, so I had a dream that I could possess people. Right. And that's a pretty cool power. Like it's a superhero that's power awesome. almost. Right. And what I decided to do in my dream to use my superpower for was to give people fashion advice. Right. And I mean, there's like, I wouldn't say this is a superhero power. This is a demon power. Yeah, potentially a demon power. I felt kind of like a superhero because I felt like I had a lot of control over it. But right. Yeah, potentially. And so, like, you have this power, power, and so, like, of course, you wanted to. Well, you're thinking superhero, so you want to use it for good. I, yeah, yeah, that's why I'm saying superhero because, like, I wanted to use it for good. And, okay. And what I decided to use it for was fashion advice. And there was a few examples in the in the dream. Uh, they're a little hazy now because obviously it was a dream. But I, you know, I went into somebody's body, and then I I distinctly remember like the the shift and then looking out of their eyes and then I distinctly looked down at myself or themselves and immediately all this critique started popping up in my head. Oh, you know, like 
you know, these pants are great, but like you should really wear this kind of shirt with that kind of pants or like, you know, like it's really important that you wear socks when you wear these kind of shoes, you know, and then back out and then the person thanking, oh, thank you so much. That's great advice. So and like then, they were aware of it. They were completely aware of it. Yeah. They didn't seem put off that I actually inhabited their body. It was almost like a service that I offered. And then I would into somebody else's body and, hey, this is a great suit, but you know, uh, you really should wear a tie with this kind of suit. And here's the kind of tie that you should get. And back out again. Oh, thanks so much. That's great advice. Yeah. Like, this is fascinating to me because, like, now you, you realize that you had the power to possess people. Yeah. And then, like, it was like, was the, was the possession, like, for the purpose of... You know, I don't, I don't, I, all I remember or it was it, like, this is what I'm going to use it for. No, I, I didn't realize what I was going to use it for until I had already done it. So, okay. so the, I was just like, and I think I just realized I could do it while I was having a conversation mm -hmm. with somebody and just was, and then I just did it, you know? And yeah. then like within a, a, a few seconds, I was, I realized I had possessed this person. I was in their body and I was looking at myself. Yeah. And, and then the first thought that came to mind was, well, maybe I didn't even think that I was going to try to do this, but I looked down and I started just thinking in fashion terms. Okay. You know, I just started, I saw what they were wearing much more clearly than when I was outside of their body. You know, like I didn't really even notice what they were wearing. And then I possessed them and then I looked down and everything was much more clear to me. Yeah. Fashion wise, you know, like yeah, I couldn't cause... have even given them the advice Outside of the body. Right, because like, typically it's way easier to get fashion advice right, you would from think. the outside. You would think. You know, because it's kind of hard to always tell if something looks right. But with the possession right. came the knowledge. Interesting. Right? Like it, it actually required for me to possess them in order to even give them the advice. Because otherwise, I could have just given them the advice just looking at them. But it just didn't work that way. Yeah. It required that I possess their soul. Interesting. Right. Yeah, like demonic fashion expert. Demonic fashion expert. Yeah, that's it's such a strange thing. Like, because you'd think you could, you know, maybe there's like a the, the deeper meaning of this is like, it's like you have to like you know be inside. You know, you have to see through somebody else's eyes to like actually give them advice. There probably is some psychological uh, relevance there. Yeah, where, you know, yeah, in order to actually, in order to. Uh, advise somebody or give somebody some sort of advice you need to see things through their from their perspective right yeah. maybe there's something there yeah must be I mean, all the like, jordan peterson i'm listening to lately must be yeah because <laughs> i mean i think like if i had the ability to the power to possess people yeah i would i would that wouldn't be the first thing i would sing their outfits no that wouldn't be what i the first thing i would think of no i mean like the first thing i'd probably think of masturbate <laughs> Or at least get naked, you know, <laughs> yeah. and like see what we're working uh, yeah. with. Yeah, I think I would make them do something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd make them do all kinds of things. Yeah, because like, then it's just an opportunity, like to like try shit. Right. You know? I mean, like you could, you could possess somebody and commit a crime, and and then like use their body to hide the evidence, or say you say you possess somebody and then you rob a bank with their body, mm -hmm. and then you. And they have no memory of it because they're not in their body. Right. And you take and you use their body to take the money that you stole from the bank and hide it somewhere. Mm -hmm. 
that only they only you know yeah where it is and then you unpossess them they get caught for the robbery go to jail and then you go find the money, and like you have no connection whatsoever to the crime. All right, so per- that is the perfect crime. It pretty much is. Is like if you possess somebody. So like you'd have to be selective about who you possess, right? Because like you wouldn't want to start doing that to your friends, or you might. I don't know. The- no, I know you pick a just like the perfect murder. You pick a random stranger. Yeah, or I'd pick a jerk. Probably like somebody that you would that deserve to get arrested anyway. Yes. Right. Right. Well, I mean, think about all the other things you could do. Like, yeah, you could. Ultimate revenge scenario. See, for me, right? it would be like I, you could, if I if I wanted to like glean it, you know, like find the people. Yeah. It would be like if I'm at a stoplight, and it's I'm trying to make a left turn, <laughs> and like somebody doesn't clear the intersection so yeah. that I can make one too, and it goes red. So imagine if you could possess them immediately. Possess them immediately. Wreck their car, <laughs> leave the scene of the accident. Yeah, rob a bank. Yeah, just take care of it all at once. Just boom, Clean, just, sweep. Just one little afternoon. Right, right. Just make the world a better place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be that would be good. In traffic, I think I would probably use that power a lot as well. Yeah, yeah. More than I think anywhere else. Yeah, I think that would probably be the place where it would come out. Yeah, because that's character revealing to me. Absolutely. In the in the in the mortal words of Scotty, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, well speaking of car accidents, <laughs> um I didn't even notice that you put this on the outline. So like Yeah, I just thought of it before we Here were we go, that. folks. We've got um there was a compliment I paid the <coughs> show uh when we, we first started getting to know each other and I, I told him that he was like a psychedelic onion. Just like peeling the layers, getting to know him. Yeah, you just find these amazing things out about him. It just uh, he's such a deeply complex and interesting person. Some amazing, some weird. Oh yeah, but uh, I mean that's with me. Like, there's no difference. You know, <laughs> like yeah, uh, the weirder the better. Often, True. Um, so we we like to share little psychedelic onion stories. And, and you got one. Yeah, I have one that I thought of. I forget what made me think of it, but. This is the story of uh, of a really terrible car accident that I had uh, when I was probably twenty two years old. Sounds about the right age. I had, I had a couple of those when I was. Well, yeah, I, I had, had one particular one too when I was twenty two years old. Yeah, I, I, I had a driving. few as well, but this one was particularly bad. So it was uh, it was me and my girlfriend at the time, Jen, and my best friend Anthony and his girlfriend at the time, Sarah. In my uh, 1984 Cherokee Chief. Nice. Yeah. And um, we, I was living, we were living in New Jersey at the time. And we had decided to go uh, to New York City that night to party. Okay. And uh, we met a couple friends there. We went out to this restaurant that we liked. And had a few drinks. Had some fun. And then we all decided... Uh, a big group of us decided we were going to go back to one of our friend's house and go skinny dipping okay. in their pool. Sounds like a great plan. So yeah, it was an awesome plan. Great night. We were psyched. Getting in the city. Getting in the city. Have some fun. Nice dinner. Go back to New Jersey. Skinny dip. Okay. So There's just a quick interjection here. So like, technically, you're a bridge and tunnel crowd, right? Yeah, that makes us a bridge and tunnel. Yeah. Okay, cool. For sure, yeah. Yeah, because right. um, yeah, we would take uh, the Holland Tunnel. To get there. Yeah. yeah. And 
So so we split up after dinner and and a few drinks. We split up and get in our separate cars, and it's me uh, driving my Cherokee with Jen sitting next to me in the passenger seat, Anthony and Sarah in the back. And it's late. We had actually already been out pretty late, and it was like going to be one of those like really late night skinny dips. Yeah, it's yeah. Like midnight, one o'clock or something already before we even before we even decided to leave the city. And it takes about forty minutes to get back to where we're from okay so we're landing in around like the 2 a.m range yeah okay that's like to me that's like typical skinny dipping time yeah 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 i guess being much older now it seems late to me but that yeah that makes sense yeah so i, I also don't go skinny dipping that much anymore no me either i wish i i, I that what used to be a one of the my favorite things to it do it really is a pleasure yeah and we should make a plan to do that some someday soon for sure um, is it weird though if you plan to skinny dip yeah it is kind of weird yeah, yeah. we we but, like, maybe it's not weird if you make an entire huge plan out of it. Like, you, like, make a Facebook event. Yes. You know? Like, skinny dipping party, everyone's invited, then it's not weird at all. Right. Then it's just going to be, like, you know, With six like guy friends that show up. A picture of you naked as the invite. Yes. A yeah. mosaic. Yeah, a mosaic of your penis. That'll get you a 24-hour Facebook ban. No time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still haven't gotten mine yet, though I did post a, 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 a boob, a boob video. Yeah, you got away with that one. And I have a theory on why you got away with that one, too, but we'll discuss that later. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, so you're headed back to Jersey. Yeah, we're headed back to Jersey. We're a little tipsy, mm-hmm. admittedly. Uh, I probably shouldn't have been driving, but, you know, it was borderline. Right. I, I was okay, but I probably, you know, if I would gotten pulled over, I probably would have. Gotten blown over, yeah. Uh, so we're cruising back, you know, 70, 75 miles an hour on the on the freeway. Uh, we don't call them freeways there; it's highway. Or a uh, turnpike? Uh, it wasn't the turnpike. It was uh, it, it was uh, Highway seventy eight. Okay. Yeah, but we don't call them freeways on the East Coast. We right. call them highways. Um, so we're cruising back, and. Anthony and Sarah are—they had drank a little more than us, and they were kind of like passing out on each other in the back. You know, uh-huh. look back there, and they're just kind of crashing out. And I'm driving, and Jen and Jen's kind of teasing me a little bit, and we're playing around, and and she's like tickling me, and she she had this weird kind of habit of like fucking with me when I was driving. Okay, and um. She and she and she was fucking with me particularly uh, quite a bit this night. We were both a little drunk, and she she like reached for the steering wheel, and I kind of like was playing too. And in our little play fight, I over I like accidentally like hit the steering wheel and like got us into a, a swerve. Right, and well, and I would imagine too, like the the classic Jeeps. Oh have, yeah, yeah. Have yeah. a very Once, loose steering wheel. Very loose steering wheel. Yeah. Super loose power steering. Yeah. Right. So we're just we're we're fucking around, and you know I don't want to say it was her fault for reaching on the steering wheel, and you know, and maybe it's not my fault for you know. It's like I, I I've been thinking about this for years, and I don't want to. Fault blame. doesn't really it, matter. I think it's both of us. Yeah. Really, we were just fooling around, and. We get into a little bit of a fishtail. And it starts out with just like a little slide to the left. 
and then I try to fix it and I overcompensate. Oh, slide to the right. And I, I'm pretty sure that I got it and I'm going to bring us back, but no, 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 no. Yeah. It starts getting really scary and out right, of control. Right, and the demon just takes over the back of the car. Oh, just... man, I just, I could not bring it back and we're swerving back and forth and we're just looking at each other like, oh, shit, this is not going to be good. Mm-hmm. And the the tail of the car completely swings around, so we're we do a complete 180 on the on the highway. Swing around and hit the median, and flip over the median. So with the car hit it on the, hit hit the median backwards sideways, flipped over, rolled like once or twice, landed on the other side of the highway, but facing the right direction. Facing the the right direction. Okay. Uh, but upside down. Okay. Uh, actually, on the side, I think. Yeah, on the side. Oh, God, I was hoping for wheels down. <laughs> that would, yeah, that would have been amazing. I just drive off. Yeah. Yeah, that would have made for a great story too. Uh, and but no, we just come to a complete stop, upside down, basically, on the other side of the highway. <laughs> yeah, and glass and broken oh, yeah. shit everywhere. I look over at her. I'm like, "Are you okay?" And she had gotten like a cut on her. Uh, what she got? She got she got a cut on her arm or something. Uh, I, mean, I think she got a little forehead cut too. Um, and then I'm like, "Oh my god!" And I look behind me, and Anthony and Sarah are gone. No, they're not in the back seat. <laughs> And, and, and I blink, and I'm just like, what? And I start yelling for them. And then I like my vision kind of clears, and I look out, and I can see that the seat has collapsed, and the back windshield is smashed, and the two of them are laying out in the middle of the street, like probably 30 feet away from the, from the car. Holy shit. Yeah. So like when we hit that impact and flipped over, it threw them out. And Anthony led the way with his face. So his face went through the windshield. So he ended up... It's, 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 a, it's a bloody miracle that we survived this, much less with the minor injuries that we ended up with. So yeah. he went through the windshield with his face. And, he, and all he did, he got... His tooth went through his lip. So he got some stitches on his lip. Uh-huh. Other than that, he was fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think she got a little banged up, but she was fine, too. But then I see them coming to and sort of standing up and like confused where the fuck are oh, we oh god i bet they were really confused they were so confused but luckily i think they were okay because they were like dead asleep yeah so they were floppy you know rag dolls totally and we both kind of were rag dolly too so we get out of the car and we go back and we're freaking out like what the fuck just happened and uh, we we end up all just going over to the side and sitting on the median until like something happened. Like it was pretty late, so there wasn't a lot of cars on the highway. Thank God. Right. But somebody driving by called the cops. Cops show up, ambulance, fire trucks, the whole shebang, and uh, you know, and then they start chopping the car up and like you're doing all this. Stuff. But then they take us away in ambulances, and and. 
uh, I thought for sure, like, oh, I'm, I'm going to get a DUI. Yeah. Like, it's, this is this is bad. Yeah. So they, they take us to the hospital, and then they've got us on, you know, just in the hospital on gurneys. Because we're okay. There's no, like, really life-threatening emergency or anything. And it's a busy hospital. And, but the cops are there, and they're interviewing us and saying what happened and this and that. And then, uh, and then the, the, they gave me, uh, like a, a bedpan to uh-huh. pee in. And they're like, you have to pee in this and we're going to, you know, use this to, to, to test your blood alcohol level. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay, sure. Whatever. And then like, I'm laying there and they were wheeling us back and forth into the different rooms or whatever. And somewhere along the way, I, as they were wheeling me, I don't know what, how this came in my head. I just took the the bedpan and I just threw it across the room. I don't know why. I just chucked it and it like went across the room, slid underneath the gurney across the room, and then they never asked me for it. Wow. Yeah. And then. Uh, so literally, you just like the, the the solution to that problem was close your eyes and it went away. Basically. Wow. Yeah. And you know they let us go. We went home. I ended up getting a new car with the insurance money. <laughs> uh, my girlfriend and Anthony and Sarah all got insurance money too. Mm-hmm. So they all got, we all ended up with like uh, some more money. I ended up getting an Eagle Talon, the one that I drove out here. Um, yeah. And it all just worked out great. That's magnificent. Right? Yeah. Especially <laughs> the wind too. Because it's one of the things that nobody really realizes when you're in like a gnarly accident. Yeah, because if you're a passenger, you're in your friend's car, that like the insurance money will, or insurance company will just give you money. Yeah, to like not sue them. Like if you sign a thing that says you're not going to sue, they'll like give you a grand or whatever. Yeah, yeah. they they got more than that. They got a couple grand. Yeah, wow, I should have fought more because that happened. I, I was in an accident with my buddy. Yeah, similar circumstance. He rolled his forerunner, and we had been at the golf course drinking. Yeah, and I was actually packing a bowl. Yeah. When we got into the accident and rolled over and slid on the roof and like I had to stash the pipe. I had a pipe in my hand that I had uh, to stash. Yeah. Because we were right in front of like a shopping mall in the middle of the day on yeah. the weekend. Yeah. And so like when we, you know, when I went to crawl out of the car, there was 50 people around the car. Right. Already. Right. And it's just, man, we just slid yeah. right past that one. It's amazing how that has, I've always to this day been amazed that like my solution there was throwing the bedpan across the room. Mm-hmm. Thinking that I would just not do it, yeah, and that worked, yeah. Well, I think the the, the fortunate thing was is that like it was a single car accident, right? If there you was nobody have, else involved, if you would have caused some other damage, right? Um, they would have probably wanted, right? And I think I had to do it because upon. there was nobody to follow up on it, like right. They were happy that nobody got hurt, you know, and they were busy getting the car off the highway, and you know. Because nobody else was pushing on it, they were just like, all right, everything's yeah. cool. Well, and because, like, for the cops, it just means a fucking mountain of paperwork, too. Right, right. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that that was my, my, my biggest accident. Wow. <laughs> well, there we have it. Yeah, it's always good to end on a nice little story. Yeah, absolutely, especially with a happy ending. With a happy ending. Yeah. And that was, like, right before I moved out to California. Well... <laughs> Glad you did. Yeah. And here we are. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. This has been our eighth episode of Dancing About Architecture. 
And we'll see you for episode nine. Soon. Sooner than, than... Sooner than however many weeks it's been since last time. Yeah, probably next week. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right. All right. See you, folks.